Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. We're back at it again. January 19th. I got, I got stuck there on the date. Releasing this tomorrow, the 20th, Wednesday, the 20th. And then I have another one coming up. We're going to do two a week, one a week, five a week. It doesn't matter. We're just going to keep going. Please, if you haven't yet, give me some love. Subscribe to the podcast. The number one positivity podcast in the internet. The number one. A lot of good things to announce coming up soon in a solo episode that I got to do. And put a lot of things on the record. Talks about talk about a lot of things going on in my life, my vision, what's happening, opportunities. A lot of good things are in the works. So look out for that coming soon. This episode, on this episode, I mean, I don't think you can get. You can't go from one extreme to way the other extreme. This person has to have had one of the craziest career shifts in history. Of course, I'm talking about the former Navy commander and commanding officer, aide to the chairman, joint staff, I guess of the president. And I'm, I'm not very, I'm not up on my cabinets lately, on my White House cabinets, but really, really, really up there to go from that background to medium to medium, to help people connect with loved ones in the afterlife. I She asked me, well, you're going to hear it in the episode, why I, how I thought of her, how I even reached out to her. My wife, who was going through at the time, still in the grieving process, because now she lost her grandfather also, lost her grandmother and needed some closure with the heartbreak of that with what's going on, a lot of closure with it. And she found Suzanne. I go, I read her story and I said, what well, I, I got to have Suzanne on. I think she's going to be huge. And she's going to be helpful to a lot of people that, that need this, that need answers. And by the way, she's booked for like three months. So good luck trying to, trying to book Suzanne, but, She's super, super friendly, super helpful, great person, super passionate. She actually, if she's booked, she'll send you to somebody else that she really trusts. So she's a big deal in her world. And the coach has her on. I have her on because I have anybody who I think can inspire, can help, can encourage, can find answers for anybody out there that's struggling, that's not happy right now that's not seeing the light i bring somebody on that can help so without further delay here's somebody that can help especially if you're dealing with issues connecting with people that have passed 
closure with that. If, if, if you think you still haven't had all the answers, she might help. So in today's episode, we have author, speaker, and all the above, Mrs. Suzanne Geisman. Here we go. Three, two, one, boom, Suzanne, we are live. Ahora, tú me dices, dice aquí que tú sabes hablar español, ¿correcto o no correcto? ¿Quién te dijo eso? Aquí dice en el internet que tú sabes hablar español. Bueno, hace mucho tiempo que no lo hablo, pero sí. ¿Cómo aprendiste español? Fue mi major en la universidad y viví dos años en Panamá con la Marina y pasé medio año en España en la universidad también. That's a very good accent, Suzanne. That's I'm very impressed. Very good, very good. Put me on the spot there, Hector. <laughs> no way. Listen, if anybody can be put on the spot, it's you. I'm so impressed, Suzanne. As I look at your body of work and what you've done and how far you've come, I'm so impressed with, forget about the gift. That's, that's nothing. But the way you carry yourself, the way you're dedicated, the way you're so passionate about everything that you're talking about and what you do. Were you like that in everything you did from an early age in life, Suzanne? Or is that something that you developed later on? It's pretty much. In fact, my name's Suzanne. My parents used to call me Susie. And my mother always called this my enthusiasm. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. It's always been that way. Let's go. One of the reasons why I love your background is in what you do now, there's a lot of skepticism. People are saying that's not true. That's not this. That's not that. But there's no way a person's going to be a senior military official and decide and go, you know what? I'm going to now change my whole life and go into the medium spiritual world. So talk to me about your mindset. Did you, did you know you had these special powers when you were in the military? Did it just sneak up on you? Talk to me about this. I had no idea. I didn't know the greater reality was real, is real. I, I was fascinated by these people called mediums. I was fascinated about the concept of an afterlife. I remember being a lieutenant commander. I, I retired as a commander, so one rank below that. And asking my husband to hide uh, words in an envelope around the house because I was going to try to astral travel at night and find them. I was fascinated by that. And it didn't work because that was not my path yet. That was about the most I actually dabbled in anything that we'd now call woo-woo, you know, but uh, uh, it was the kind of thing you didn't talk about with your colleagues in the military, so I kept it under the radar. But then uh, after I retired, it was not a hobby I was looking into, it was a necessity. When my stepdaughter died, I needed to know, is she really here? Are mediums real? Are they trustworthy? And if they are, I got to find one because I need to find my stepdaughter, Susan. It's crazy you say that. You're so, listen, the numbers speak for themselves. You People can't book you. You're so advanced in, in, in what you're doing and you're in such need. Why do you think people need to find those answers? Because they don't yet realize they can find them within by, by expanding their awareness and tapping into the same source that we all can tap into. Everybody that I connect with across the veil, everybody here in this world all arises from the same source. We try to define that in religion, 
in spirituality, in science and philosophy, it's consciousness, it's energy of thought, and we can tap into it, but it's so much more than just energy. These are still people who have passed. So we feel, we walk around with this big empty hole in ourselves, trying to fill it with new cars, new houses, new stuff, new relationships, and that doesn't do it because what we're trying to fill is already here. We just don't realize it. It's love, it's love. Mm. Why, why do you think so many people lack love? Is it they don't love themselves? Is that the problem? They don't know how to love themselves? That's, that is true, but that stems from being little children and having people tell us what to believe, tell us what we're like, uh, demeaning us, talking down to us. Tell, uh, so many people I find in my readings for people have, have had very dysfunctional families and loved ones telling them you're not worthy instead of the messages that I get daily from across the veil that you are magnificent. We are just these incredible shining lights. I got goosebumps. And, and it's that light gets covered up by all the, the untruths that we're told that we hear and believe, unfortunately. So just a matter of excavating that light that's already within us. I love that message. Any differences between Suzanne, the commander and the medium, Anything that you were like, you know what? I was the same this way, but then I changed after anything in your personality. There are some things in military. You we're very rank conscious. So you have to have that rank structure so that when there are orders issued, there's immediate obedience, especially to some things that people may not want to do in wartime. So uh, in the past, we categorized everybody. You instantly looked at somebody's uniform and no where you fit in that ranking. So there was always a, I'm either less than or higher than. That is just gone for me now. And I see everybody equally. I see us all as these beautiful shining lights and that is just beautiful. Uh, I was very, 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 very rigid before and now I try to flow. I find a lot of peace these days, whereas before I was just up and down and having to do I, my husband would tell you I still have to do, do, do. I'm still right. passionate, like you said, about this work. But it's more, uh, it's much more from the heart instead of from the head. To be in the military, you'd have to be super smart. Were you a smart student in school? It's funny. You know, Hector, I wasn't in the smart kids clique. I wasn't in the advanced classes but I was a straight A student. So I applied myself throughout high school and college very hard. I pushed myself, yet I never felt as smart as the other kids. So worked hard, got the results, but uh, my husband would tell you I'm intelligent, but it's, you know, there are various levels of intelligence. <laughs> in, in high school, you said you were smart. That work ethic, who'd you get that work ethic from? Oh. It, 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 I think I was just born with it. You're born with that. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you play any sports at all? Oh wait, I, I'm sorry. When that happens, that's my guides. They grab me and they correct me. And 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 to the truth be told, that work ethic came from. I had to please my parents. That was how I, I like got, it. That's how I got it, love. So there you go. I like that. Did you play any sports at all growing up? I did not. Neither of my parents were ever into sports, so it wasn't even put before us. So I was I was the band kid. I played the flute. <laughs> you played the flute. I was in the band too for a little bit. I played the cornet. 
to like had to get braces and stuff. Flute is a very difficult instrument. People don't know that's very difficult. How were you playing the flute? What chair were you? I made instant enemies in high school. I walked into 10th grade, the band director handed me the piccolo and made me first chair because he'd heard about me. It's that working hard to please my parents. I <laughs> love that. And the piccolo is even harder because that's the smaller one, right? Yeah, and only the first chair flute got the piccolo in, in high school. So here's this little sophomore, right? And the senior flute players are like, who is she? But uh, yeah, that's that work ethic. <laughs> I love that. From I'm known that what you're known for, I'm known a little bit in reverse. I'm like the kid whisperer. I'm, all I worry about is the parent-child relationship. Nice. And that's so important to me versus making it in, I'm the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball by far. And I noticed parents putting things on pedestals that shouldn't be. And I'm big on that. How important is it for you, the word relationships, building the right relationships? This is the whole reason we're here, Hector, is relationships. It would be really wonderful if we could all just go in a cave and sit and go home and find that peace and bliss. But that's not why we're here. We're here to, to be in relationship with our partners, our parents, our kids, because they're the ones that challenge us to love them no matter what. I love the work you're doing because if you can tell parents, just, just let your kids know how much they're loved, even if they fail, even if they do nothing, just let them know how magnificent they are. That would change the world, wouldn't it? Not only that, and it's for some weird reason, we do a lot of things in reverse. We, in school, we spend a lot of time studying math that we'll never use versus <laughs> studying human relationships one-on-one, whether it's to parents, whether it's to authorities, whether it's to siblings, whether it's to our spouses or future spouses or girlfriends, all these things we don't talk about. I love the relationship you have with your husband because you guys, from what I see, work very well as a team. You do your stuff in the morning. You have your newsletter. You're very efficient. He walks the dogs. He makes the breakfast. I don't know if he's still doing that, but that's how he used to do. Right? Every day. <laughs> Every day, right? So that team stuff, I think that's what brings couples together. You've been married for a real long time. Yeah. I I was very blessed. I got married at 37. What age did you get married? Well, this is my second marriage, and we're going to celebrate 25 here in a few months. So yeah. it's real long, right, which is real successful. How do you make that work, your opinion? Is it communication? Is it empathy? How do you make that work? Oh, there's a whole, I did a whole video. I'm so blessed to have been asked to do it on what does love look like. It's on my website. But it's recognizing that they're not here just to – make us happy. You have to, you have to work at that. You have to support them and, and honor them just like the vows say, and treat them like you would want to be treated yourself. One thing my husband has taught me is we're not here to change them. It's, if, something, sure. if something in them doesn't sit right with us, then why does it not? What can we change in ourselves? It's, it's, they, there's, they push our buttons, and those when those buttons are pushed, there's a lesson there. So they are our greatest gifts. I love that. I love that. So, Sam, we were talking. You got interrupted by your guides and stuff like that. <laughs> I picture it something like Ghostbusters or some flying around. I don't know. You tell me. How is that in your head? What do you see? Put me, put me in your head. What do you see when somebody talks to you? How does that work? I usually don't see beings at all. I just get 
caught and there's a voice, there's a knowing that comes with it when my guides talk to me. When I'm in a reading, I just become like that Navy ship radar. I'm scanning all of my senses, but the non-physical senses. They'll put images in my hand, like the other day I did a reading and the very first image was an arm casting a line. It was clearly a young man who liked to fish. That was his passion, it turns out. And it's also how he passed. So I see images, I see objects, I hear their words, I feel their physical symptoms in my own body. I feel their personality, their emotions. I hear their messages. I know what they want to say. It's just, it's like becoming those people who come to me for just a little while. And you get to give their loved ones here the experience of being with them in physical form. Wonderful. So you're you're kind of like Whoopi Goldberg in Ghosts? <laughs> well, yeah. I tell a lot of people sometimes it is like that wonderful scene where there's these five family members behind her at the table like, I want to talk. No, I want to talk. And the pushy ones come in first. And I'll say, well, your, your, your dad was talking, but your mother just pushed her way in. And they would say, oh, that's definitely my mother. <laughs> So is that when they talk to you, is it in English? It is, unless it's Spanish. I, I, I can tell right away if somebody spoke Spanish. I've heard a little French. I hear, I got, actually got a few Russian words. I was actually a language major, so I had several languages in college. Nice. But if they didn't speak a language that I speak, I can tell they didn't. And then it comes through to me in English because it is all that consciousness energy, just information on a frequency and the brain translates it into English effortlessly. That's so cool. That is so cool. Take me to through the time that you said, okay, I'm retired. This tragedy happened in my life. I got this gift. But a lot of people would just would have kept the gift for themselves and gone to read books or whatever. You actually decided to write books and do this whole thing. Talk to me. What made you decide to, you know what, I'm going to go all in on not only doing this, but teaching this and being a leader in this. I couldn't not do it, Hector. When my stepdaughter died, that was just devastating for our family. When my husband and I went to a medium, not knowing if it was real, and she changed our lives with the evidence she brought through in one hour, leaving us in tears because there was no denying Susan was right there in the room with us. I thought, I have to let people know this is real. So I started writing the books. But in the process of writing the books and meditating daily, That's how I discovered I could do it too. And when that happened, I thought, you mean I could provide those life-changing experiences for other people who are hurting as badly as we did? I'm all in. And then it's just opened up from there. So it's it's a mission. So that, you said meditating. Why meditating? Because is that when you were like your calmness and you felt stuff coming inside you? Is that yeah. what it was? It's funny because you talked about those daily messages that I get while my husband's making breakfast. This morning's message from the guides addressed that exactly, that we're all so focused on the external world, whatever we see, whatever we hear, whatever we have to do, we don't know there's a whole other world that we can access by becoming quiet. So meditating is, is that time that we just set aside, even if it's only five or 10 minutes, to not be focusing outward, close your eyes and just listen, be that radar. Is there anything else here? You know, Hector, I used to, I, I learned I had to not put my makeup on first thing in the morning because what I discovered in the silence was this joy that would leave me crying and would just smear my makeup. Not all the time, 
sometimes I was crying at, because it brought up stuff that needed to come to the surface. So it's uh, really, really fascinating. Yeah. What led you to start meditating? Oh, it was the week Susan died because of my dabbling and reading about mediums in the past. Somehow I knew if she exists, I'm going to find her myself and I need to meditate. But that was back in 2006 when meditation was was not nearly as accepted as it is now. And so to say to my retired destroyer captain husband, I'm going to go meditate now. It sounded foreign. Yeah, weird. Just weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> How do you as a business, because I, listen, I love what you're doing on social. You're on YouTube, which that makes me very happy. You're getting the message out. I wish you did a little more Instagram, but we're going to talk about that later. Suzanne, that's a big, you have such a good message. It should be out everywhere. How did you see this as a business? What steps did you take? How did you start maneuvering this? I didn't want to see it as a business and I still don't. I see it as my work with a capital W. That to me keeps it sacred. But I knew I had to start charging money because I now have a staff and I have two, not employees, consultants that I pay, I pay a nice salary to. I love to reward them for helping seven days a week. And I have big web expenses and so much effort goes into this that I've really looked hard at, you know, how do we use money and feel gratitude for it? And so uh, it just unfolded naturally. I never studied how to do it, never wrote a business plan. It's just been something that I feel has been guided and and it feels just right. I'm not doing it for the money yet we're able to donate lots of money every year. So we keep it flowing in that way. That is awesome. And I love your background. I love your image tied to this because there's so much, like I said, there's a lot of scam artists out there and you coming from a looking the way you look, you have a very wholesome, awesome vibe to yourself. Very trustworthy. I have, I have to do something. If my husband were here right now, he and I would do this in unison without even speaking. You talk about my wholesome look. <laughs> Listen, you can't hide. You can't hide that vibe. You have such a true. I'm, I'm a big vibe person. You have such, yeah. a, and I see it in your videos. It comes across super sincere. It comes across, you know, there's no shadiness about you, there's nothing creepy. And I think that's so important in your line of work because everybody's always looking to knock you guys. Oh, I know. You know? And there's a reason for that because there are people that would do it for the money. And the people that don't know how to get the hardcore evidence that I train people to do, it's those validations that nobody could know except you're loving across the veil. That changes lives. And, and I'm really grateful for my background in the military because it is helping people to know that when this is done with integrity and from the heart, it's real and changes lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. You started doing retreats. What made you started doing retreats? Well, it's exactly what we're missing during the coronavirus lockdowns, that connection, the gathering of kindred spirits, the energy when people get together and celebrate what we know in our hearts, it just can't be compared. I can't wait to, do more of them. I love that. Suzanne, what's your favorite type of music? 
Right now, it's this guy named 7and5, the number 7 and letters A and D5. It's just kind of, it's not quite new age, but it's uplifting. It carries me away. And we also listen to a lot of uh, pop country. My, my husband just surprises me the kind of music he puts on. And you know, Miranda Lambert and uh, Jennifer Nettles. And then we also like classical and soft jazz. So it's kind of all over the charts. It's all over the charts, huh? Yeah. What makes you happy you strike me as a happy person a lot of people especially with what's going on now they find themselves unhappy what mm -hmm. makes you happy serving other people helping them find love connecting at the heart seeing my husband smile <laughs> finding peace yeah yeah that's awesome I, I love that i love that you have a very busy schedule how do you schedule yourself? Are you like, okay, Monday through Friday, I'm doing this. I take the weekends off. Can you take weekends off? Because your guides are always talking to you and you're always doing stuff. So how do you, how do you run your, yourself? Well, what's so that's what's where, the schedule? That's why we call my husband St. Ty because he puts up with the fact that it is seven days a week. And for example, next week we're going to take our RV and we're taking three days and I actually blanked them off. And my, I told my assistant, I'm not doing any readings. I'm not doing anything. And she couldn't believe it. She clapped and said, good for you. Cause I don't do that, but I do readings seven days a week. If I don't have an event, I don't do a reading. So it's maybe five days a week, but just one reading. And then I'm planning for monthly webinars or I'm planning for my weekly class or a I have a weekly radio show. So I just, take it one day at a time and schedule out a when since somebody asks me to do something i usually say yes like this interview because you never know who you're going to touch oh so i love that i love it that it doesn't matter if somebody has a podcast that has 20 followers or 2000 if you, you we've saved lives with this work with the messages so i just say yes and we just put it on the calendar and it just Work around it, but try to find that balance. You got to work out every day to keep the physical body able to handle the schedule, right? I love that. I love that. And luckily, you're talking on the number one positivity podcast on the planet, Suzanne. So this is the perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this was the perfect move. This was the perfect move. Those to teach this skill that you have to teach anything requires a lot of patience. How do you teach what you have? I know you do a whole thing, you do it monthly, you do a free thing, and then you get people involved. How do you teach people? It's so easy when you realize you can I model what I teach. You can tap into higher consciousness in the form of guides or your own higher self. Ultimately, it's all one mind and say, I need material for a new course. I do these monthly webinars and the, the day it ends, I have a, usually have about 22 pages of notes. I think, what am I going to teach next month? And then I laugh at myself and say, they're going to give it to me. And every month, during the month, my guides are saying, teach this, teach that. I teach a weekend class. The whole syllabus comes from spirit. I sit down and say, I need it, and it just flows. It's it's phenomenal. I wish I'd known this in college. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. You know what? The same thing happens to me. I've been Coach HP for three years now doing what I do. And I receive 500, 1,000 DMs a week. Parents, kids from all over the country, either trying to make it in entrepreneurship and speaking or in sports and I, everything. I, I cover everything across the board from 
coach, should my kid repeat the eighth grade to my son just Googled how to commit suicide? What should I do? And it's heavy and it's a lot of stuff. But what I noticed is that the more, like you said, the more you give, the more you get back. And it's not only giving that's important, but it's learning to give without expectations. That's the tough one for a lot of people because you invest time into people, you invest time into places, stuff, and not getting back. Has that something that's been hard to you, giving without expectations? Not at all. Because you see, you just said it yourself. It proves itself when you give from the heart something good comes back to you. Not just the feeling of satisfaction, which in itself would be awesome, but just things flow. And sometimes I say to the team up here, you know, how are we going to handle this increase in, in people knowing about me? And they just assure us we're never given more than we can handle. And I'm sure you've found that to be true as well. That is awesome. I, you mentioned something there. Every year I pick a theme, whether it's positivity, whether it's dealing with failure. And I think from the message that I get, and I'm, I'm not in your world, but I to get messages, I'm going to go 2021 to make the year of helping men and really helping boys and young boys and adolescents and men because in Miami, I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this too, I'm, I'm around the sports world a lot. And I've noticed that because of, and I'm curious to get your opinion on this, where do you live? In Hilton Head, South Carolina. So you're in South Carolina. Not too far. Mm -hmm. I'm here in Miami. Mm -hmm. I'm Cuban, by the way, from, from born in Cuba, but no, raised man. here. Si, senora. <laughs> si, senora. So um, I've noticed that with, with girls, everybody gets it. The moms, the dads, whether they're separated or not, everybody wants their daughters to be like Suzanne. Independent, strong, stand on their own two feet. They don't want nobody to run up on them, like really independent, like lionesses. Awesome. But for the boys, they miss it because they, for some, especially the women, they're lacking that thing from their husbands, their boyfriends, whoever it is, and they give it to the boys. So they spoil the boys in a way that hinges them to learn how to deal with adversity, to attack and all stuff. And there's a lot of false love giving there that a little kid doesn't understand that. Do you notice that at all in what you're doing with in your world? The only thing that I notice is the great difference between men and women. The women are so in touch with their feelings that they sense things. They're intuitive and empathic. So most of my students are women. And the men are cutting themselves off from this inner knowing, this inner sense of connection. And what a loss that is. So you know, the biggest message when I hear you talking to, to pump people up and you're helping kids and anybody who's struggling is to know you're not alone, but the help is not here in the physical world only. There really are conscious, sentient people, helpers that are no longer in a body that if we just knew to ask, like a prayer, I don't know what to do here. See how I look up? I don't know what to do in this situ situation. What do I do? I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who I'm asking, but I'm going to trust somebody is hearing me. What do I do? And then the next time you get quiet or you're walking around, suddenly you get the answer. 
most people wander around and say, I, I just don't know what to do and see how that just kind of goes out like this. Instead of saying, whoever's listening, what do I do? If people knew that they weren't alone and tried that, they'd start to get the answers and, and see how that changes things. I love that you said that. And as men, especially Latin men that have this machismo testosterone thing that, that's embedded in us, we're not taught to ask questions. We're not taught to be vulnerable. We're not taught to understand that, listen, we don't have all the answers. We're not always competing for our lives against everybody. Our manhood isn't always on the line. Every single argument, every single thing, it's okay. That's Those are things that in 2021 I'm really going to focus on to share, to share with, with dudes. They say, hey, yeah. relax, man. Don't take it so seriously, you know? It's so funny when I went like that because my husband and I had this discussion last night and we both laughed about the phrase, yeah, and how's that working for you, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's not working it for us. You know what? It comes out in men is anger a lot. The, they don't know how to deal with sadness and loneliness and fear. So it comes out as anger. Anger, frustration, nothing happy, nothing positive, everything right. such so bad. You mentioned the radio show. How do you like doing a radio show? I love it, especially once I got smart and applied what we learned in the Navy about delegation. That's why I have one assistant who helps. She helps line up the radio show. I used to do that all myself. But it's just so wonderful to hear feedback from people that they they heard something that helped them that week or they, they love listening because it uplifts them. So you know how that feels. The best. Where where can they find you on the radio? So what where is yes, it's live every Thursday, uh, unityonlineradio.org, but it's also streamed. We have three years worth of archived streams. Uh, so you can just search Suzanne Giesman Messages of Hope. So it's on a whole bunch of different platforms. Do you record it visually too? No, just audio. Why don't you record it visually? It's done by Unity Radio and they haven't gone that way yet. They haven't gone that way yet? Yeah. Because one of the things that I like for you is if you put a camera in there and you record yourself talking, you do a one-minute clip of every episode, and there it goes. No. There you put that for your Instagram, and it's easy. And you're already doing the work. <laughs> okay. I'm making a note. <laughs> See that? You just you take, you take just put a camera in there. You connect the audio, so make sure it's good. And then you clip that. And then every day, you do a one-minute video for your Instagram from your show. It's letting people look. You're going to share a great message because what I love what you do is you think it's pre-planned, but you start some way, but it's always taking you another direction. So that's because you, you're so authentic and you're so comfortable. You're so good at what you do that the message just comes in and you almost shock yourself sometimes. You're like, wow, I didn't even know I was going to say that. That's what's awesome. Because we're tapping in. Exactly. So the camera is going to capture that with you. Mm. Just like you do with YouTube. Like out of all your Instagram videos, my favorite is the one that you pulled on the side of the road with your bike somewhere and you were talking about some upcoming event that you had. Yeah. Yeah. That is beautiful. Beautiful. So we do that with that radio show with when you speak, what record yourself, little yeah. lapel microphone, record yourself and you grab your assistant or your colleagues and say, listen, I want a one minute video of this on Instagram daily. Just keep pumping that out. Just keep pumping it out. Now what you're doing is you're doing the same amount of work, but you're multiplying the message. Great. And and maybe your guides are saying we can handle more. We can handle more. <laughs> <laughs> we're ready. We're ready. So what's your goal for 2021? 
keep improving and this trusting spirit even more every day. That's how do you improve more? What do you need to improve on? Always, always clearing out any fear, uh, defensiveness, anything that's any emotions in myself that are not in alignment with the soul, which is just the pure light. As I do that, my readings, the clarity increases, just, just loving more and more and more. That's why we're here. What do you think makes you so special, Suzanne? I don't like that word special. I like I like the word unique. How's okay. That? <laughs> but I say special in a sense of like, okay, what makes you unique? How about that I've embraced this transformation and I'm not afraid to share it with other people because I know how important the messages of hope are. I love that you say messages of hope. I call my, coincidentally, I call my symbol, the Coach HP symbol, which is right behind me, I call it the symbol of hope. Messages of hope, especially during these times, are so important, especially when you just want to give and it's not like you're manipulating the outcome and stuff like that. How, have you always been this genuine, nice of a person? Yeah, I'm proud of that. Yeah. Who'd you get that from? Both your parents? Absolutely, both my parents. And it was really yeah. something, Hector, when I d did a reading for my mother. It took me several years, and it never occurred to me to do a reading for her until my father dropped in from across the spirit world and said, do a reading for your mother, and gave me evidence about her that morning that I didn't know. I knew it was dead, and I had to do a reading. And I discovered in that reading things about my grandparents I never knew. And I said, Mom, you didn't have any love growing up. You didn't know love. And she just matter of factly said, no. And then I thought about my dad, orphaned uh, by his dad, but his grandmother put him in a home for boys. I said, and dad didn't have much love. She says, no. And then I said, how did you two become so loving? And then it was just clear their love for each other. They turned that on us kids. So that's how love just changes all of us. And so with that as the way I was raised with parents who made it very clear how much they loved us, that, that made all the difference. You just turn that out for other people then. That's so important. I asked you about your dogs. What type of dogs do you have? <laughs> My babies. Little uh, miniature long-haired dachshunds. Uh, they, what's their names? It's, uh, we have Rudy and Nellie. They both had a birthday last week, the same exact day, the 26th of November. Rudy turned 16 and Nellie turned one. So we had a party. <laughs> wow. Santa, I, I rescued dogs for a real long time. So I know importance of dogs and what they mean to, to us and to the world and such amazing, amazing creatures. But let me just say that our, we, we also had little Gretchen who passed on Christmas almost a year ago. And that was really, really, really hard to take, even knowing what I know. But the really cool thing is instantly I felt her soul dancing around me and really just total joy to be out of that body that was hurting so badly. So it's a really beautiful message that I love to share with people that their pets don't die either. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Son, I couldn't be more of a fan of yours. I think. How did you people, I'm gonna, you want, Here's a good story. My wife's grandmother who raised her died probably three months ago. <laughs> And when she passed away, this is like 
my whole wife's and my wife was pregnant at the time during Corona stuff with our, with our son. And she just, this has hit her so hard. So like a lot of your people, she starts looking for answers. Yep. So she starts looking for answers, looking for answers. And she's like, man, uh, baby, there's this great lady. This is who she is. This is what she's doing. Look at all this work she's doing. I'm subscribed to her thing. I can't get a reading with her because she's booked. And she's, and when I go, wow, she's anybody that I'm like, they're booked. I get excited. So, okay. And she spoke so highly of you. And I make uh, one of the things I love about the show that I create is I interview everybody that I feel has a good story and is good hmm. or learn that now is time to be good. So I like, if you look at my last three guests, I had a very famous WWE wrestler from the eighties. <laughs> then, then I had a sports person. Then I had the guy who has the most successful Cuban bakery in the country. I have you, I have a Navy seal after you that is now a speaker. Also, then I have a Kevin Durant's business partner. So, so I cover everything. And I go, man, if I could give this amazing person, meaning you, a platform where other people can now deal with, because she's dealing with a lot of grief. She's, she's never had this. She's feared this her whole life because she was raised by her grandmother. So that's when I said, I got to reach out to you. Well, and I got to give your wife a reading. You have such a good voice, such a good thing going on that any help I can be in the future you reach out to me. I have anything to promote or anything. You can count on me. Let me tell you, the movie, the documentary about my story, Messages of Hope, just went up on Amazon Prime last month. So if I'm going yeah. to take a look at it. I'm going to take a look at it, and I'm going to promote it. I'm going to promote everything when I release this. Before I let you go, Suzanne, any question for me? Anything I can help you with? No, I'm just so impressed with your style. I do a lot of interviews, and I just can't wait to – to promote you and say, this is one of the best interviews we've done. Check this guy out. Look what he's doing in the world. So it's wonderful. Why do you think it's so good? Let me ask you a question. In all honesty, why do you think the interview is so good? It's so clear you're coming from your heart. And if you're not reading a script, you know what your mission is and you're doing it and you're passionate about it. That's just the recipe for success. You said it. As I, as I did research for you, I'm watching, and it's not their fault. I'm watching people interview you. And there's no flow. They like say something. They're like, oh, okay. So, uh, uh. and no, I have a lot of good interviews, but this one's no, no, but no, 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 but no, no. You have great interviews, but there's just people they don't because it's so. Listen, I was born to do this. You were born to do what you're doing. I was born to do this, and you're floating at a level that very few people are. So they're not going to get you because you don't happen every day. You're one of one. And I want you to understand that. And you know that, but it just, and it's not in a, it's an extremely humble way. I tell you this, that you have a special gift and it comes with a lot of specialness. And when I sit here and I have the privilege to talk to you, I can't afford to look at a paper and go blah, 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 blah. I have to give you my passion, my heart, leave it all on the line so that when you hang up with this, you feel so good about yourself that you tell your husband, I'm making lunch. Let's go. <laughs> 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 Suzanne, you're the best. Listen, I want you to enjoy your trip. You've worked super hard. I'm going to say bye to you the right way. I'm going to end the recording right now, okay? Hold on one second. Don't go anywhere. Don't go. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.